I'm Natalia Loback, and this is Change Course. That's a wrap. Oh, that phrase brings back memories. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on Change Course Season 1. I might be just as surprised as you are how quickly this time has gone by. We started Change Course, the podcast, on January 8th of this year, January 8th, 2022, this baby was born. And thank you so much for listening, jumping in, jumping out throughout the year, sending me your questions. I can't tell you how much it means to me. Thank you so much for listening. I know I say that at the end of every episode, but I actually mean it. It means a lot to know that there are people out there who find what I'm sharing helpful. That's just amazing. So thank you. Thank you for listening. You make my day. We're going to be taking a break over the next few weeks and returning in January, January 7th, actually. So we're still going to be coming out on Tuesdays and starting again, starting it up again in the new year. And I can't wait to bring you season two. There are so many more things that we need to talk about and One of the most exciting things that we're working on at Connected Change is developing our first change leadership course. We are actually test driving it right now with um, a bunch of uh, people who are in the site and helping me out just to make sure that everything is running smoothly and that it's of the highest quality before I can share that with all of you. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to be bringing this course to the change community and to help people deal with these complex and difficult change environments where you need the connected change methodology. You really need a way to break down And analyze your environment, understand your context, be able to quantify and communicate the organizational system, the culture, those invisible things that make change really easy or really hard. So in the new year, we'll be launching our first online instructor-led course, and I can't wait to bring it to you. But that's what I'm going to be working on over the next few weeks as we put on the polish, uh, as one of my colleagues used to say, polish the apple, really make sure that it's ready for you. And I can't wait for you to see it. If you have any questions in the meantime, or any thoughts about season one, or if there are things that you'd like to see in season two, things that I haven't talked about, that you're wondering about, things that you'd like to hear addressed, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. So drop me um, a voice note on Anchor. Uh, You can 
talk to me through that, or you can send me an email. Um, There's a few different ways to contact me. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. And send me a message, drop me a line, let me know you're listening, comment on one of the posts I do about the episodes, ask your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm so excited to address more questions from the community as we start moving into season two. We're going to be kicking off season two with a round the world tour of Connected Change, how it was developed, where it came from, and we are going to start to talk about the five elements get you acquainted with them, help you understand why they're important. I'd like to hear more about what's been challenging for you with implementing change in this new world of work, in these new environments, and what kinds of things you've done to help you make make success happen. As we move through season two, um, we have so many exciting episodes planned. But the last thing that I wanted to do was an update on a couple of things. If you remember back in October, I did an episode called Employee Engagement, and I mentioned that I was coaching an executive through, uh, you know, implementing a new program. So design and implementation of something new, bringing that change to the organization and working with a number of difficult stakeholders. So a couple of things have happened. Um, I remember that I talked about the change in the world of work and how people were just not going back to the office. We talked about it in September in Back to Life and Back to Reality in that episode, and then we revisited it in employee engagement. So many of you were probably receiving these engagement surveys. A lot of people were not going back to the office, and that has continued. So a funny little update on the manager that I talked about. So I mentioned that there was a manager who was really resisting this idea of remote and hybrid work. While it had been happening all throughout um, the last two years of, you know, the volatility and all of the things happening, the default was remote and hybrid work on this team. So Once things started to settle out, this boss, this manager decided that for them, really the comfort zone was being back in the office full time. That to them is where they are most comfortable. Now, granted, this person does have a role where they are out and about meeting clients. They are traveling quite a lot. So they're not in the office every single day, day in, day out, but they do have a presence in the office when they are not doing those activities that require them to be away. Their expectation was that their team would come back full time. And this is where the executive I was working with, who's actually part of the team, but not a direct report to this boss, was saying that they were noticing that people just weren't coming back at all. And that while this per this other boss had said, you know, I really want people to come back. He had then defaulted to saying, I'm no longer taking any more Zoom, any more virtual meetings. If you want to come find me, I am in my office. Therefore, restricting the access to him and using access as a motivator to get people back to the office. Well, I... I'm happy to report that people still have not gone back to the office. In fact, 
this executive went on vacation for two weeks in the fall. And during those two weeks, nobody came to the office. You could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. So that doesn't tell you how people really feel. I mean, that is quite the indicator. So this executive has returned to the office and is still saying, I'm not taking any virtual meetings, but the team is actually not adhering to that norm. They are being very expedient about the time, um, the, the executive's time that they access and how they use it. And they're really doing what's best for them. The organization, it's quite a large, very, very large organization in the tens of thousands of employees. And they originally had a policy saying, thou shalt go back to the office three days a week. That policy was implemented in the fall, but hasn't been enforced. So if that gives you another indicator about what is happening, people are just not participating. They're not coming back. And you're seeing a big power shift as well, where we have a staffing shortage. We have a global talent problem. There are just not enough people to fill the vacant positions. There aren't enough people to fill the jobs that we have. Talent is scarce. They're hard to People are hard to come by right now. People are making decisions that are best for them. And so if a big organization of tens of thousands of employees is says they have a policy about how many days you're supposed to be in the office, but isn't enforcing it, that should tell you something. That should tell you something fairly significant. The change that we're experiencing in the way we work This is a permanent one. It's not going away. And the people, the workers, if you want to say that, they're winning. The big corporations and those last few, those last standing leaders who prefer in person as the default, they're not successfully swaying or changing the behaviors of their team. So I hope you found that interesting. I thought that was actually quite funny. Uh, They're still not doing virtual meetings. I will let you know at some point if that changes or sort of when it changes and why. Um, I'll get the executive that I've been working with uh, to do a little bit of digging and try to find out what changed this person's mind or why they changed. And I wouldn't be surprised if this starts to harken back to the episodes that I did earlier this year about the adoption curve and about change influencers and change champions. The episode is called We Are the Champions. It was one of the most popular ones that I did this year. It's an excellent episode. I've had many people tell me that now they finally understand what a change champion is and what it means because of that. So I hope that it's helpful for you. In that episode, I talked about the adoption curve. It's an idea that comes from Rogers. It comes from technology and it looks at technology adoption and implementation. And you've got your innovators, your early adopters, and then your majority, which is the big chunk of your bell curve. And then you have your laggards. 
the leaders that are still resisting this big seismic change are laggards. They are digging their heels in and some of them will come around. Some of them will eventually change until it's a non-issue, but it's a really long time between going from 15% to 5% resistance. 5%, you're going to see attrition from the organization. Attrition meaning people leave. So they say, you know what, I'm just not going to put up with this. I'm going to leave. That 5% will happen naturally. Either people will go find new jobs or they'll retire uh, out of the workforce. But that sort of last, there's that 10% that's sort of in that laggard group that do eventually, because of the various other things that I've discussed, like social norms, power, all of that stuff, group dynamics, um, where I talked about Kurt Lewin, because of those factors, because of those human factors, sometimes those laggards, even though it takes them a year or longer, to adjust, they do eventually. And it's not without pain and it's not without complaining, but it happens. And I'll be interested to see what this executive does and when they change their mind and what point it's at. So I will provide you updates as I hear more information and as time goes on. But I wouldn't be surprised um, to hear that after a period of time off, that person comes back with changed behaviors, that they've had time to step away and reflect on what they really want, who they are as a leader, and how their behavior maybe isn't helping them be the most effective leader they can be. I wouldn't be surprised if after a period of reflection, after a period of stepping away from the environment, that person comes back. And sometimes that is what it takes. It takes stepping away. It takes a space. It takes leaving that open, that open space, taking the, taking the foot off the gas, so to speak, to get a little space in there to really think and reflect on what we want and how we want to lead and who we want to be. And when you return to the environment, you decide to change. And ultimately, Again, going back to everything we've talked about, the change that you're leading, the change that you're deciding to do versus the change that happened to us. Truthfully, we haven't had a lot of control over the things that have happened over the past few years. And honestly, it's felt really hard because when you don't have control, you feel like change is happening to you and it's a very negative experience. But sometimes we can change the way we feel about things with that space and that grace to reflect on who we are and where we're going and what we want. So with that, we're going to close off season one. Thank you so much for being here with me on this journey and I will see you in January 2023 to kick off season two. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, I invite you to like, 
share, rate, and subscribe because it helps others find us. Change Course is brought to you by Chart House Advisory Services and ConnectedChange.com. Our music is Levity by Emily Clausen. Show notes have moved. We're now at ConnectedChange.com. So visit us there under the Change Course podcast page, and you'll find a list of all the resources that I've mentioned here today. While you're visiting us, sign up for the Change Navigator newsletter. You'll keep on top of all things change. And every month we are sharing exclusive content and resources only with our subscribers. So don't miss out. Sign up at connectedchange.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's never too late to change course.